And as you heard right here on Global News Radio, we just got details on the province's vaccine certificate program. Now, starting September 22nd, it will essentially be a paper passport. You'll need to prove that you've been fully vaccinated for at least 14 days to get into non-essential businesses, such as restaurants, uh, bars, uh, gyms, uh, movie theaters. Then on October 22nd, the QR-based code digital certificate system will then be available for us all. How this will all roll out? Will it work? Will businesses comply? Will those looking to evade or cheat the system be able to do so? Well, that's anybody's uh, guess right now, but uh, let's ask Global BC's Richard Zussman. That province implemented their vaccine certificate program yesterday, and Richard joins us now here on Global News Radio. Richard, good afternoon. Yeah, good afternoon, Jeff. Thanks for having me. Thanks for being here. Uh, First of all, uh, how does the BC program work? Is it similar to what I just briefly discussed uh, here that's going to happen in Ontario in another uh, week? Yeah, pretty similar, although we have our QR code system already set up, but there is an interim period as well where people could use uh, the proof of vaccination they received at a pharmacy or a clinic right up until September 27th. It's also phased in BC, so Starting yesterday, you need to prove that you've received one dose of a COVID-19 vaccine. And then starting on October 24th, you need to prove you're one week removed uh, from receiving two doses. Uh, And the province is just trying to give time so people can get used to this new QR code system. So you can go onto the website, uh, download your proof of immunization vaccine card, put that directly onto your phone. You can also print it out. But for those who don't have a printer or a smartphone, uh, there's a chance to go into a Service BC office or call a hotline to get a physical card. They won't arrive for likely a week or a few weeks. So that's why there's that interim period uh, for using um, the the previous vaccination record you have. Also, when you go to a restaurant or a gym or any of these other places, uh, they could do a scan of the QR code. They can also do a visual check uh, just to see whether the name on that vaccine pass or your vaccine uh, certificate matches up uh, with your ID. Yeah, and you do need ID. That's one of the things we've been talking about here in Ontario with the plan being rolled out uh, this afternoon. Even with the QR code in your phone, it's just not basically uh, have that QR code scanned and you're in. You have to prove that you're the person that is uh, linked to or associated with that QR code. Yeah, that's one of the concerns we've heard here in BC is around fraud and people being able to get other people's QR codes. But by using the identification people are familiar with, usually a driver's license or a healthcare card, you can then cross-check that with the proof of vaccination. It's just one extra step in essence from getting ID'd when you go and buy a, a beer or go get a wine at the restaurant. It's just one extra step here. And I, I watched for over an hour at a few different bars and restaurants uh, here in Victoria yesterday. And the process was incredibly smooth. I saw people using the QR code. I saw people using their vaccine cards. I saw people using their proof of immunization. And all of it went pretty smoothly paired up uh, with their identification. Okay, I know it's only uh, one day. You're only one day in since this was a greenlit. Uh, all systems go. Having said that, though, it has been pretty uh, smooth. Uh, are businesses uh, complying? Are they uh, cooperating? Have there been any concerns amongst the public uh, that you've reported on or heard about uh, when it comes since the QR code is up and running right away here? Uh, concerned about uh, privacy when it comes to their information uh, being scanned and uh, where that's going? 
Now, we've had some concern about privacy, but the larger concern has been about enforcement. And we heard a lot from restaurants about the burden that this is putting on their system. Like when you go to a sporting event, you're already required to show a ticket. When you go to a gym, you're already required to show your membership. So this is extra on top of that. The same person will look at your vaccination card as look at your ticket. At a restaurant, you aren't required upon entry to show anything. So a bunch of restaurants hired additional security at their own cost in order to help manage this. They are worried about front of house staff being abused by those who don't have their card or don't want to show their card. And so that has been the one pressure point and restaurants are hoping the province will step up with additional support to help them facilitate this. That is the only real concern we've had. Restaurants say we support this, right? The customers support this. They want to know that when they go to a place indoors where the risk of COVID-19 spreading is higher, that they are, have that extra layer of protection knowing everyone around them uh, is immunized in terms of the other customers. But it's about you know making sure that it's enforced at the door and also enforced by law, by law officers or others if there are unruly people. We didn't hear any reports of that yesterday, but the assumption is we will eventually get to that point of frustration, and restaurants want to know they're supported uh, by the province in order to ensure that they can enforce this. Okay, but as it stands right now, and I think this is really interesting for those listening right now in our province, business owners and alike, uh, the burden is upon them right now when it comes to uh, enforcement. And uh, we just heard here in Ontario, uh, if you do not enforce this, uh, you could face fines of uh, up to $1,000 for businesses, $750 for uh, individuals who present uh, fraudulent uh, documents. Uh, but the burden is on the uh, business uh, right now. Yes, it is. And will continue to be. And we have a similar fine structure as well in place. But the burden in terms of having the resources to enforce this is up to the businesses. And Premier John Horgan, British Columbia's Premier, has said there will be support there, but there haven't been any details provided. And one of the other frustrations from restaurants is they got access to the app that they can use to scan the QR codes like a few days before this went into place, and a lot of them aren't even using it yet. They are just doing that visual check. We'll see how successful that is to ensure, uh, you know, that those that get into the uh, bars or restaurants are, are actually those that are immunized. But we will see as that unfolds. But yes, the burden continues to fall on the businesses in a sector that's been so hard hit by COVID-19. Yeah, without a doubt. Uh, Richard, before I let you go, I'd be remiss if I didn't ask you how your province is faring in the fourth wave. We know that uh, Alberta right now is the uh, COVID hotspot uh, in the country. But when it comes to the fourth wave, hospitalizations, concern over uh, ICU beds and the like, uh, how's BC right now? Yeah, so we had a briefing yesterday from our health minister and provincial health officer. Uh, there is pressure on the healthcare system. There have been surgeries postponed, but nothing like we saw during the third wave. Our case counts continue to be high, but you know we still have relatively low rates of hospitalization in ICU compared again to where we were in the third wave. And those that are in ICU are almost. Uh, entirely those that are unvaccinated. So the province continues to push to get that vaccination rate up, and they hope that the vaccine card is the ticket to do that. We're not having the same sort of problems as Alberta, but BC has struggled a bit in this fourth wave. Uh, We were sort of the leader in Canada early on, seeing massive cases skyrocket in the Okanagan around Kelowna. There's a bit of control over that now. The hope is that we'll continue to see those cases go down as more people get immunized as they want to access these services that the vaccine card will allow them to access. 
Okay, goes without saying, we wish you all the best out west and stay safe. Uh, Richard, really appreciate the update and the time with us this afternoon. Thanks so much. Yeah, my pleasure. Thanks for having me. You bet. Global BC reporter Richard Zussman with us. And again, their vaccine certificate program went into effect yesterday. Actually, going into effect uh, yesterday was a bit of a uh, vaccine program at the Dome. Uh, the Jays, who are as hot as any team in Major League Baseball. Matter of fact, they are the hottest team in baseball. We'll get to in uh, just a second. But uh, I know our uh, David Sparkala behind the board, uh, as always. Mary joins us here as well. But uh, Dave, you were actually uh, at the Dome at the game uh, last night. Uh, First of all, what was it like just uh, getting in there, getting in to uh, see the Jays? Honestly, it didn't take that long at all. Uh, I had my uh, proof of vaccination out right away. They didn't even ask for ID, which I thought was, I don't know, a little odd because people could just borrow, you know, your friend's proof of vaccination. But the guy just looked at it and I had my ID out anyway, uh, just to prove that it was me. And he's like, yeah, okay, two doses. All right, go on and enjoy the game. It was really quick. Um, so uh, what we were just it. talking about a second ago there, the concerns about uh, people using uh, fraudulent QR codes or uh, documents. Uh, right. I guess this is the, the next step uh, for the uh, Jays uh, when it comes to making sure that it's a safe environment uh, in the Dome. But it uh, looks like uh, what the government just uh, unveiled here today that's coming starting September 22nd, proof of ID, proof that you are that person with that uh, certificate. Uh, that's the next step or the next layer. Yeah, it should be. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, like I said, it was really quick. Uh, they just go, yeah, do you have your proof of vaccination? Show them the paper, go on in and then, uh, scan the ticket, made my way to the seat and they spanked the raise, which was amazing. Um, yeah, let, let's talk about these blue Jays right okay. now, because what is going on, uh, with this team? Uh, you are without a doubt, our number one blue Jays fan <laughs> around here. Uh, and I don't know that this team, I mean, talk about getting hot at the right time. They're what, 12 and one right now in the month of September. Right. And uh, Vladimir Guerrero Jr. Now the home run leader in the major leagues. Right. Yeah. He had another one last night, a line drive bullet uh, to left field. Um, he's got what, 45 now. And he's yeah. got a real shot at the triple crown, which is um, the leader in home runs, RBIs and an average. Um, and it'll be like the first time if he wins it, it'll be the first time since I think 2012 when Miguel Cabrera won it. Um, but yeah, the Jays are just on a tear right now. Keep it up. They need to win these games against the Rays because the Rays are the top in the division. And now every game in September counts with the Yankees. Well, they won yesterday, but um, they've got a little bit of a tricky schedule and the Red Sox lost yesterday. So every game matters now. Take advantage of this because uh, oh, look, I, listen, I, I want there's... postseason baseball. <laughs> There is nothing like September baseball. Maybe the only thing better is October baseball, of right. course, and playoff baseball. You're absolutely right. But, uh, Mary, have you been following the Jays in the last couple of weeks? I know we've been talking about uh, tennis, and thanks to uh, Layla and Felix and uh, the great run they had at the U.S. Open, gave us so much to cheer for. And the Jays are picking up uh, right where they uh, left off. I mean, dare I say, this is kind of shades of 2015. You remember that team, of course, with uh, Encarnacion and Batista and Donaldson and the run they made uh, that year that was so exciting. It looks looks as if uh, maybe we might be seeing something similar. Well, and didn't we see that great back-to-back? I mean, I'm going old school here now and way back in the the archives of baseball legacy and celebrations, the back-to-back 92-93 
the, the series. I mean, that was such a great team and great to see that the ball club is really pulling together and making some great things happen once again. And I think people going to the ballpark really want to see that. You know, you can get back into the ballpark, you can get back into the dome, and you can see them live and enjoy some of that, you know, normalcy, the sporting events that we're all so eager to get back to. So good for you, David, to be able to take part in it yesterday. Yeah, it was uh, exciting. Not only yesterday, by the way, but uh, Dave, you're going back tonight? Yeah, and tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah. Um, no, I'm really excited. I've been saving up a lot of money, and I was hoping that the Jays were going to be open for uh, attending this year. So I, I saved up that money, and now I'm taking advantage of it. I don't go to all the games, but I took advantage of this and went to this series because I thought it was going to be very well, important. Listen, clearly you're their good luck charm. I think they should be letting you in for free. Uh, I think so, too. Hey, really, I'll take free beer, point. too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, Jay's back at it again tonight against the Rays. We'll be watching. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance <laughs> recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.